All right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. This is the show where we're breaking down both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking in order to help you in your recruiting process, especially if you come from a non-finance background like myself. So yeah, I'm just really excited that you're here and we're talking about depreciation. Uh, (laughs) No, I actually talked about depreciation last episode, but we're talking about something a little bit different now. We're talking about accrued compensation. And this is the question that we're going to be answering today. What happens when accrued compensation goes up by $10? What happens when accrued compensation goes up by $10? And remember, we're talking specifically about the financial statements. What's going on with the financial statements? We've talked a lot about the connections between the financial statements. So that should help you think through this as we talk about accrued compensation. But first, before we can answer this question, we need to understand what accrued compensation even is. And here's what it is. It's a part of a line item on the liability side of the balance sheet called accrued expenses. What are accrued expenses? Well, accrued expenses are expenses that the company is accounting for, which saying that it needs to pay, even though it hasn't actually paid the expense yet. They are obligations for future cash payments. So if we follow this logic of that definition, accrued compensation represents a company's obligation for future cash payments of things like employees' wages, bonuses, and commissions. The company knows it's going to need to pay its people a certain amount of money over a certain period of time, but it hasn't actually paid them yet. That's what accrued compensation represents. Okay, so now let's talk about how this flows through the financial statements. And remember, it's best to take this one financial statement at a a time, have a structured approach as you're thinking about it. So we'll start with the income statement. Now remember, accrued expenses, it's literally an expense, right? Compensation is an expense. So we would expect an expense to show up on the income statement. So the company's occurring an additional expense of $10, So our operating expense line item for accrued compensation goes up by $10. That makes sense, right? We have an increase in expenses that shows up directly on our income statement on the expense side. Now, because our expenses have just increased, we know that our profit, also known as our net income, is going to decrease, all else being equal. So pre-tax income goes down by $10 as a result And then we have to, of course, assume a tax rate before we get down to net income. I like using 30%. Some people use 40%. But if we assume a 30% tax rate on that pre-tax income going down by $10, then that means our net income, our bottom line on the income statement, decreases by $7. So pre-tax income down by $10, net income down $7, assuming a 30% tax rate. Let's go ahead and move on to the cash flow statement. Remember, net income on the income statement flows up to the top of the cash flow statement. So if we say that our net income is down $7, that also means our cash flow, our starting cash flow at the top of the cash flow statement is down $7 as well. Now, crude compensation, just like depreciation, is a non-cash expense. So we have to add that back on the cash flow statement. And in this case, because our crude compensation is going up by $10, we're adding back $10. So what happens? Our operating cash flow is now affected. So our starting cash on the cash flow statement is down $7. 
we're adding back $10. What does that equal? Negative seven plus 10 equals three. That means our operating cash flow has now increased by $3 and our overall change in cash on the cash flow statement is also up by $3. Now, why does this make sense? It makes sense because if your recruit compensation goes up, you're basically saying, hey, I'm going to IOU my employees if you're running the company. Like, yeah, I know I need to pay you, but I'm going to pay you later and I'm accounting for it here on my financial statements. Well, that increases your cash flow because you're basically deferring a cash outflow, which is the same as increasing your cash inflows right now. That's why that makes sense. And that's how I think about it, at least. Now, let's go ahead and wrap this up by looking now at the balance sheets. Remember from the cash flow statement that our cash flow is up by $3 and cash is an asset. So assets go on the balance sheet. So the asset side of our balance sheet is going up by $3 also. So that gets added to the balance sheet. And then, of course, we have to always make sure our balance sheet balances. If you've been listening for several episodes, then you know by now, yeah, we got we to gotta balance our balance sheet. So if our asset side is up by $3, what's going on on the liability and the equity side? So remember our rule that if an item on the cash flow statement goes up, an item on the liability side of the balance sheet has to go up as well. That's what's going on here. So accrued compensation, that's a liability. The company has to owe that to its employees. So on the liability side of the balance sheet, that goes up by $10. So we have $3 going up on the asset side because of cash increasing. We have the liability side going up $10 because of accrued compensation. But remember, we still have to balance well, if remember the fact that net income on the income statement directly affects shareholders' equity on the balance sheet via retained earnings, then we can transfer that over too. That's another connection that we know. And remember that our net income is decreasing by $7, which means that our retained earnings also decreases by $7. So if we add up this math, here's what we're looking at. On the asset side of the balance sheet, we're going up by $3. So our cash flow is going up. And then on the liability and equity side of the balance sheet, we're going up by $10 because of accrued compensation and down by $7 because of a decrease in our shareholders' equity. So both sides of the balance sheet are going up by $3 because 10 minus 7 is 3. And so we have that balancing the income, or not the income statement, but rather the balance sheet is now balanced. And that's effectively what's happening here. So quick recap, our accrued compensation is a type of accrued expense. On our income statement, we have an additional expense of $10. And because of that, our pre-tax income goes down by $10. We assume a 30% tax rate. Our net income decreases by $7. Moving on to the cash flow statement, that net income moves up to the top of the cash flow statement. That's down by $7. Accrued compensation is a non-compensation expense. So add back the $10. We have an increase in operating cash flow of $3. Moving on to the balance sheet, our cash is up because of the $3 increase. And that's on the asset side. On the liability side, accrued compensation goes up by $10. Equity is down by $7 because of retained earnings. And then everything balances once you add and subtract everything out. So that's the answer in a nutshell. But yeah, just walk through this again if you didn't understand it the first time. And remember, this is very similar to the question about depreciation, walking through how depreciation affects the financial statements. It just affects things in a slightly different way. 
Uh, but go ahead and review that. And that's what I got for you today. Next time, we're going to be talking about inventory. What happens when you change inventory? Inventory is an asset, right? It's going to be a little bit different than handling a liability. So we'll tackle that next time on Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your host. I'll see you next time.